Thanks for checking out this episode of the Screen Facts with Jason Davis podcast. In each episode, we talk about a movie, we share some fun trivia facts during the conversation. You can check out the latest episode of the podcast on Wednesdays. Please like us at facebook.com slash screenfacts. And if you have any questions or comments, you can post them there as well. You can also email screenfacts at yahoo.com or tweet me at Jason Davis Voice for details about all the different ways to listen to the podcast, including accessing past episodes. Please visit jasondavisvoice.com slash podcast. Joining me on this episode of the show, my good pal, glad to have him back once again, the great Eric Reitz. Woo! Hi, Jason. How are you? Welcome back, sir. How you doing, Jason? I'm good. Mr. Soul Patch Man. <laughs> you're, you're decidedly less hairy now than last time I saw you. Yeah, I went from like the full beard to a soul patch. Mm-hmm. So you and I are so gonna, what are we doing today, Jason? You and I are going to talk about a movie that when we first decided yes. to do the podcast together way right. back when, this was a movie that I threw out at you. And at that time, you didn't want this to be your first movie. I guess I thought I didn't want to just come out of the gate <laughs> with this. being the guy that, oh, well, okay, I guess Jason found his raunchy guy. <laughs> so, of course, so, we did a much milder movie called Fast Times of Richmond High. Yeah, not that much milder, actually. Well, the funny thing is that you and I have done so many of these podcasts, and we finally came back around to right. this movie. This has been a very cathartic thing for me doing these with you. Oh, okay. Because it's really gotten me to realize that I just want to enjoy and have fun doing these things. And Oh, absolutely. And, and I have been. So why should I care if someone's at the, oh, oh my gosh, Eric was just talking about that <laughs> horrible movie with the puppets that have sex and all that. So as you can probably tell, if you haven't read the description, we are talking about, to me, Comedic genius. Absolutely. Team America World, World Police. Police. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I just had to start. I know, that. right? As soon as I say Team America World Police, of course, right into my head goes, Everyone's, America, oh, fuck, fuck yeah. yeah. And we shouldn't sing any more of it because we're sued. And then, of course, at the end of the movie when it's yeah. much more solemn, it's like, America. Yeah, when they they have like the, when everything oh, bad happens. Fuck yeah. It's like, oh, little tear. A little tear coming to That's the right. eye. <laughs> when, the, when the team starts to fall apart. Yeah. So, released October 15th, 2004. Mm-hmm. Starring Trey Parker and Matt Stone, of course, the creators of South, South Park. Park. Uh, directed Virtually by Trey. Voice. Yes, yeah, yeah. Directed by, by Trey. Trey. Mm-hmm. Uh, written by Trey Parker, Matt Stone, and Pam Brady. There are right. other people that provide voices in this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't list them all yeah. just because the people that, that mainly... Really people matter. know or Trey and Matt. So. Yeah, yeah. I thought it's also very important to point out the director of photography, uh, Bill Pope. Mm-hmm. Big name guy, huge guy. He did Matrix, Spider-Man 2, Men in Black 3. So he was not some, you know, unknown coming into this. Paramount went into this whole hog. Did I you know? read that he was excited to work on this movie because it wasn't a lot of green screen stuff? Exactly. Yeah, in fact, he was quoted as saying he enjoyed because... He felt like I'm shooting a regular movie, <laughs> except I'm 18 feet tall. Right, exactly, because the like, puppets awesome. are like two feet tall. Yeah, so he was one of the few people it seemed <laughs> to actually enjoyed working on this film. Yeah, I also read that Trey and Matt mm-hmm. were working 17-hour days, like oh. seven days a week, right up until the movie came out. Yeah, can you imagine? And they kind of said that they were never going to uh, make a movie together again after this because it was so stressful. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I... maybe just don't do a puppet movie. Well, right. Well, it's funny because apparently they thought and apparently Paramount also thought that, oh, all right, making a movie with marionettes, oh, mm-hmm. it's going to be less money, right. it'll move faster and all that. Right. 
<laughs> not the true case. The problem is they really they should have talked to um, the Thunderbirds creator, right? You know the guy yep, um, that this movie is sort of based on. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Jerry Anderson. Mm-hmm. Thunderbirds. I was only like a year old when it came out, right. but I must have seen it in reruns because I have very vague recollections of it and just like how awesome the the marionettes were, how good you know the sets were and everything. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, Thunderbirds were. Referenced go. in another Thunderbirds Go. Exactly. <laughs> Thunderbirds were Go. They were referenced in a, in a movie that we've talked about on the podcast that I, mm-hmm. I did a podcast with Tim, that thing you do going way back right. in the podcast. Oh, so there's, there's a reference to the Thunderbirds in that movie. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm sorry. Well, and the whole thing. So, you know, so Jerry Anderson, you know, they were created what he called the super marionation. Okay. Which is basically the wires for the marionettes. Mm hmm actually carry electrical current. Oh, wow. And they go into the heads. Okay. And inside the heads are solenoids that operate the eyes, the eyelids. Like servo motors, the mouse, right? Yeah, little servo motors. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they do the eyebrows. I don't think so. They got to have something that makes the face kind of crinkle up. Yeah. And, and, I think and there's like seven, seven motors in there. But that's the thing. So the wires, they're very, very thin. Mm-hmm. And Jerry Anderson back in the 60s is like, this is the best thing ever. Sure. But the South Park guys, they freaking hated it. In fact, Matt Stone <laughs> called it super crappy-mation because they couldn't do all the stuff just ad hoc. They couldn't just, like, make stuff up on the fly like they okay. do with South Park. Sure. Well, South Park, it's, you know, the animation with the cardboard and all that kind right. of stuff. So they can just kind of throw stuff in. Right. You know, the uh, puppet creators, they're saying, look, man— even to make like goofy gags and to make them look stupid, like mm-hmm. walking horribly, is a lot of work and time. Right. So you can't just off the cuff create something. Right. It has to be planned and rehearsed. <laughs> Trey and uh, you know Matt were just like, well, that sucks. Yeah. So for them, they lost what they thought was a lot of their creativity. Yeah. I don't see that. I, I don't think either. This film is phenomenally creative. It's funny as hell, man. It's so good. Honestly, the the way that they um, they did the puppeteering and mm-hmm. and everything, yeah, it's so well done. Apparently, one of the original ideas was they were going to basically just do a puppet version of the day after tomorrow, which was <laughs> going to be released the same year, and they were going to release it <laughs> to like you know go against. Uh, you know, Roland Emmerich's film, and right. it's just like, thankfully, their lawyers talked them out of doing that. Well, they, their their <laughs> thing when they put this film together was that they wanted to do sort of a parody of the Jerry Bruckheimer big action movies where everything right. blows up and everything. Yes, yes. And the funny thing about the Day After Tomorrow thing was that they had been given a copy of the script okay. for the Day After Tomorrow, and they thought it was already funny. Oh, but if you do it as an all puppet version, oh yeah, it would be substantially funnier. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> So, yeah, legal problems obviously prevented that from happening. I'm glad that it did. No, me too, because I think this film, and each time I watch it, and Mm -hmm. I tell you, I watched it Thursday night with my mom. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing to me. My mom's got a very odd sense of humor. Mm -hmm. Well, she married a man who's a lot like me. (laughs) I'm a lot like my dad was, so, you know. But I just, I mean, she understood how this was just ripping satire oh, totally. of, you know, all these typical American testosterone-fueled, vapid action films where right. things just explode and men are saying these dumbass one-lines. And she, yeah. she got it. She really understood it. And, you know, the thing about Trey and Matt is that they are experts and certainly no strangers yeah. to social satire. And Absolutely. I don't watch South Park. 
I probably should watch it more because I really enjoy their their brand yes. of humor. And South Park is fantastic. Yeah, I mean that's been on for like twenty seasons now, or mm-hmm. if not more. Yeah, exactly. But these guys have done other movies that I've enjoyed. Mm-hmm. The South Park movie's great. Yes. They did. They didn't write, but they starred in a movie called Basketball. Right. Which is mm-hmm. very funny. It's directed okay. and written by. Partially written by uh, one of the Zucker brothers of Airplane fame. Oh, okay. But they're very funny in that. Mm -hmm. And, of course, they've had tremendous success with the Book of Mormon Mormon, on Broadway. Yeah. So these guys are no stranger to comedy and social satire and being very funny. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And just the way that they not only send up action movies in this movie, but just the way they send up the celebrities. Oh, how, yeah. How they, you know, celebrities all have an opinion. And by the way, I'm not one of those people that thinks that celebrities should shut up when it comes to politics. And, mm-hmm. and Yeah, everybody's got an opinion. Yeah, I think it's, it's valid. And listen, if you're a celebrity and you got people's ear and you right. have a point of view, I don't think there's anything wrong with expressing that. Yeah, absolutely. The only difference between a celebrity expressing their opinion on politics and you and I doing it is that more people know them. Right. Exactly. You know, and they might have more of an impact with what they say. It doesn't mean they're right. wrong. They might be. They might be, yeah, but <laughs> well, I'm saying... Oh, I disagree. No, Not I mean, that they're wrong. I just disagree. Right. I mean, opinion. you know, everybody's got their opinion, and that's right. usually what it boils down to. Yeah. But I think just the way that they word things, even, yeah. Trey and Matt, like oh, the, right. the Film Actors Guild. Oh, it was <laughs> you know? fantastic. Fag. Fag. <laughs> it's just, you know, and we're just... All, we're all fags. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that well. All right. So you had, um, you know, Alec, uh, Alec, Alec Baldwin, Alec Baldwin, Alec Baldwin, who, by the way, is a big fan of this movie. He said he would have done it. He would have done the if voice. They asked him, and and so Matt Damon, <laughs> Matt Damon, yeah. So you know how it's funny they show Matt Damon, yeah, basically, as and a, all he says is Matt Damon, right? Matt Damon. They actually wanted to use him mm-hmm. as a very articulate. Maybe he was going to be like the lead uh, right. fag. <laughs> <laughs> But when the puppet film came actors back, guild, okay. film actors guild. But when the puppet came back to them, right? They they, they were thought like, he looked retarded. He looked retarded. So that's all why they just have him go. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> it's like. It's and by the way, by the way, we're and quoting. he loves the movie. Too. We know retarded is not the uh, you know is right. not right to say retarded. Right. And we're not. We don't mean any offense. And we, and right. we certainly are more sensitive than that. But I, the movie, I must feel silly like like qualifying that statement. Well, yeah, and it's yeah because. The movie's over the top, and yeah. oh, I think, completely. and honestly, I think we'd be a little bit more off if we said, "Oh," and then there was mentally challenged <laughs> Matt Damon. I, I, I think that's a little that would be more insulting. Yeah, I think you're right. I think. Yeah, right, but before before oh, we get too far, before we get into the like, specifics about Some housekeeping. Like, yeah, let me just talk about this estimated budget of thirty two million dollars. That's a fair right. amount like, of money for some puppets. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. they had to build, they built like over 100 sets. We'll talk specifics in a minute. Yeah, those are some great sets. Oh, amazing, amazing. I was watching some of the behind the scenes stuff on yeah. the DVD and yeah. just incredible how oh. they created the, the world in this movie. The details and everything. It's and really... that's the thing about this movie that's genius to me. The script mm-hmm. is very funny. Yes. And the movie is great. Mm-hmm. But I watch this movie and I marvel at how, how good. It is. It is you know, just. It, the whole thing is. Yeah. So it didn't really make a lot of money. It, the mm-hmm. domestic gross was $33 million. Worldwide, it made $51 million. Okay. Now you think, well, That's well, I guess much. yeah, it's not. And you think, well, that probably guarantees that there won't be a sequel. I got news for you. These guys had no interest in they doing this not, again. No way. They had no interest. They hated doing it. The funny thing is that the very first footage mm-hmm. that they showed the Paramount executives right. was the first scene in the movie when you see that little crew drawing and the little puppet in front of it. 
Oh, yeah. And it's oh, like yeah. a mime puppet. I remember watching that in the movies the first time. I'm like, oh, no. Is this it? Yeah. And, and in fact, one of the executives that I was in the that. audience was like, yeah. oh, God, they fucked us. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's brilliant. And then, you know, the camera pulls back and then it's this beautiful scenery. Oh, it's like really exquisite. It's Paris. It's I mean, amazing. Yeah. It's so well done. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. So, you know, that was almost like a, a practical joke that they played to kind of right. get a reaction. And But mm-hmm. they, I mean, these guys really, they knocked it out of the park completely. The people that they worked with, the mm-hmm. set designers, the people yes. that, that designed the clothing. Mm-hmm. The people that made the marionettes, just amazing oh, how much yeah. work went into this movie. Oh, yeah. And I mean, details, and we'll get into some details later about, but yeah, these the hundred sets that they made. Yeah. It's, it's just amazing. It was rated NC-17, and I do remember mm-hmm. going to see Originally. It. Yes, originally. Yeah. yeah. Well, it took a while. They had to cut a lot of stuff out. It was R when it was in the theaters, but there's an unrated version on DVD. I don't know right. if there's a theatrical version on DVD or not. I have okay. the unrated version, yeah, uncensored yeah. on DVD. So I don't know if there's a theatrical version two available. Okay, I looked it up. The only real difference, the main thing, the infamous puppet sex scene, <laughs> is is <laughs> in is scene. in the theatrical version two, but yes. way tamer. Oh, in really? the unrated version, there it's way more graphic, and that's what got how? the NC seventeen. Graphic how? I mean, they're well, puppets, so it's not like there's actual penetration. Preaching to the so choir here, pal. How did they, I, what, is there a steamer or something? I mean, what did they do? That? <laughs> well, it's funny you should mention that, <laughs> Eric. Really? How funny? <laughs> so, so I don't know exactly in the R-rated version how it's cut. Yeah. I think it's just kind of cut differently, and the different parts of the scene dissolve into each other in a way that's okay. less... Offensive? I guess. I so. But anyway, I would love um, to see that. Yeah, I mean, in the version. in the uncut version, oh, I could show it to you. Because it's like it puppets. But you know, in in the uncut version, he pees on her face. Oh, and yeah. then she she takes a shit like right in his eye. Oh yeah, I don't need to see that. It's even it's, though it's it's, fake. it's it's so ridiculous that it's funny yeah. to me. Did they use like chocolate pudding or something? No, it looks like shit actually. Yeah. It looks like legitimately shit, and yeah. it looks like it's legitimately coming from her too. Oh. It's really, it's, but it's funny as shit. Oh, it's really. <laughs> and then like and then like there's a extended 69ing and okay. he's licking her ass. There's all oh, yeah, like every man. like every possible every position that they could thing. put these puppets in. Yeah. And he's he's anatomically like a Ken doll. He has no right. he doesn't have a penis. Right. She has boobs. Right. So there's marionette boobage in this movie. There is. Which we and always like, like to ridiculous. acknowledge. Yeah. I, it's funny. It's like so you, it's so, ridiculously so perky you, and big. Well, and of course. It's, oh yeah, it's very funny. <laughs> and of course I mean, she's blonde and blue eyes. Right, right. Yeah, she's the perfect. You saw the theatrical version. I saw it in the theater, and I remember. But when you watched it Thursday for the podcast, right, it was the same thing. So you didn't see any of the stuff I just described. Oh, so that's interesting. Because I just uh, we got it just like I don't know, rented it or something. Yeah, we just talked to the TV and it. Oh, okay. Showed up for two dollars. Oh, cool. All right, so yeah, I guess the the theatrical version is available for rental on Amazon or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I I bought the DVD years ago mm-hmm. when it came out, and and I think the only thing they had available was the unrated. I'm like, oh, cool. Oh, really? It's just, and I just thought it was so funny that the warning for the movie was, you know, it said this movie contains adult language, graphic violence, mm-hmm. graphic nudity, <laughs> all performed by puppets. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's you know, awesome. I, I actually read another thing that I thought was funny too. Yeah. Was that they the reason they made the sex scene so over the top originally okay. in the original cut that that's right. you know that they had a trimmed in order to get an R rated version was because they figured that the Motion Picture Association would be so 
freaked out by all the violence and stuff in the movie. Oh, so they were trying okay. to distract them with this sex scene. Oh, and that works in America. And I think it worked. It played right in because as far as I know, the only difference between the R-rated yeah. version that was in theaters and the unrated version on DVD right. is that the sex scene is just longer and a little bit more right. graphic. Well, you know, and that makes sense because in America, we have no qualms showing graphic violence. And a lot of our films that go to Europe, right. they cut out a lot of the graphic violence. Well, I thought it was funny because <laughs> in Europe, um, the film was actually promoted as a kids and family movie. Oops. Yeah. So... <laughs> Kind of like Sausage Party. Right. <laughs> so you can imagine there's probably some pissed off parents there. Yeah. Also, they tried to keep the politics out of it. Like right. They did not have George Bush and right. John Kerry dolls in it. Right. Because they didn't want this to be a major political thing. They, wanted they didn't want it to be, be a more... statement, a statement on American yeah. politics. Right. They wanted think, it to be a more of a vague sort of yeah. thing. I mean, I th- I still think it very much is. A oh sure, Team America, World policy. Police. Come on, yeah, it's obviously yeah. On and the policy. music. Come on. Oh yeah, oh, we'll I talk love, about the music in a minute. Yeah, that's so. But North Korea's <laughs> embassy in Prague mm-hmm. demanded that the film be banned in the Czech Republic. <laughs> Saying that it harmed their country's reputation. Oh, because North know, they Korea's got such a great reputation worldwide. Say, anyway, yeah, exactly. Like they, you know, they don't do things on their own that make people go, "What the fuck what is wrong with those doing? people?" Yeah, setting off. Well, I shouldn't say those work. people. I shouldn't say those people. Those people. What do you mean by those? People? No, that's just it. It's mm-hmm. the leaders in these places. It's not like you know the right. people of North Korea. Uh, they kind of follow what back then Kim Jong Il and now right. you know his and son. Yeah. Yeah. Because they they are they're afraid, yeah. you know they don't mm-hmm. know. So there's a lot of really cool Easter eggs hidden in the movie. On the extras on the DVD, they talk about all the little things you can look for. Like um, yeah. one of the Team America guys has an American quarter on his belt buckle. One of them has right. like nail clippers. Yes, uh, yes, the palm trees. And some of the scenes are actually one dollar bills when you, when you yeah see I think close. when they're at like the fag um, <laughs> the fag <laughs> film actors guild film actors guild <laughs> yeah and then there's uh, there's other stuff too. The lamps hanging in like the uh, Egyptian oh yeah bar right right they're like cheese graters well and, it was and, funny uh, in that Egypt- and it stuff. was so cool in that Egyptian bar mm-hmm. does every movie go back to Star Wars uh, totally it was awesome yeah that was totally were... a nod to Star Wars that there's a couple great. of nods actually when he yeah. and then when Gary goes to uh, to break into Kim Jong Il's palace, right. he gets there and he's wearing the hood. Yes. He's doing the Jedi mind trick. Like, right. like Luke, you, you don't need to see my credentials. credentials. I left them at home. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> them in my other pants. Yes. <laughs> well, I like in the palace. At one point, as we're walking through the palace, did mm-hmm. you see there's a whole bunch of little Hummel figurines yes. in glass cases? Yes. <laughs> and then the statue of him, of Kim Jong Il, is yeah. actually a person. Right in, right. in makeup, in heavy makeup. And you can mm-hmm. see him blinking if you pay attention the first time they show him. You mean brinking. Brinking. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is like so racist. I don't think it's mean-spirited. No, I don't think it's meant to be Except like... It is targeting a you know a ruthless dictator. Right. You know? It's so, hard to feel sympathy for that guy. Yeah. And I think because <laughs> it's poking fun at America. Right. That's the thing about right. Trey and Matt. Everyone gets a new asshole with them. Totally. Yeah. So totally. That's fine. I, I think that's why I am okay with all this other crap because it's showing the Americans, man. We're just we're <laughs> we're no better than any of the others. Let's talk. Let's talk about the music really quick. You know, I've seen this movie a few times too, and I've of course you know the the main theme. America, fuck, fuck yeah. yeah, we're coming again to save the motherfucking day. Yeah. So you know that one you always remember. Right. The music, I think, mm-hmm. adds so much comedy yeah. and so much mm-hmm. hilarity to the rest of the movie. The movie itself, without the music, would be great. 
Oh, yeah. But the sure. music just brings it up that next level of greatness. And yeah. I forgot how great the songs were and how, how mm-hmm. entertaining they are. Oh, yeah. So much that I actually, after we watched the movie, I went on Amazon and I ordered a copy of the soundtrack because I think it's so good. Oh, really? Yeah, it's so good. Well, I think um, Trey wrote pretty much all the songs. And- I forgot to look up uh, who gets the writing credit on the songs. I would imagine those guys. I mean, it sounds like they're their kind of humor. I mean, they did have, obviously, the score, too. And I think the score is actually yeah. really quite good. The original person, Harry Gregson Williams, was hired like three weeks before the film's release to compose the score. Mm-hmm. He was hired because the original composer wasn't doing a Jerry Bruckheimer enough. <laughs> they really wanted to sound like a Jerry Bruckheimer yeah, movie, yeah. too. So basically, uh, an interview with this guy, uh, Steve Jablonski, who mm-hmm. was one of the uh, co-composers of the music, said they basically wrote it and recorded it all in eight days. Oh, wow. All the, that's, all, that's hardcore, man. Yeah, so that's pretty nuts. And I thought yeah. and that, that soundtrack... Yeah, Trey Parker wrote or co-wrote most of the music that you the hear. The songs. The, yeah, the songs, the really funny lyrics yeah. and stuff. Which, does, which makes sense because those guys wrote the, I think they wrote the music to Book of Mormon too. Which I, think so, I mean, yeah. which is a tremendous success. I've never seen it. I'm dying to see it because I yeah. hear great things. Yeah. Maybe not the music, but the lyrics to the songs in that show too. So. Well, and there's some great lyrics, I think. And then know, and then the South Park movie too has great music. Yes. So yeah, these guys are no strangers to mm-hmm. writing good stuff. So there's some really funny stuff with the characters, uh, especially when after the first mission doesn't go well and Gary thinks that he's the reason for people dying. So he goes on a bender. Right. Yes. He goes on better. That vomit scene. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. the greatest. That's there's something about puppets throwing up. Gary's eyes would get all get big really big. Get ready to puke. Yeah. But then when he throws, he throws up and then it looks like he's done. And then he goes and again. He goes again. <laughs> he keeps that, going like six times. And I saw in the theater with a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. My friend almost pu- oh almost, my God, for real? almost threw up. Right, Bob? <laughs> he almost <laughs> threw up. He was like, I can't watch this. It was great. It looked so fake, though. It did look fake, but still, yeah. I mean, it looked gross. And Of course. Yeah, and then the last fit, oh, he's yeah. like shaking. Yeah. Like he's got major hippie and withdrawal then it's like, fits. It's, but then it's like spewing out it's of him like a hose. Buttering out, yeah. yes. And then it comes out, yeah, like a hose. Oh, my gosh. It was it's hilarious. Awesome. And There's a funny thing with that shot, too. Yeah. Oh, the shot when he's laying in Yeah, it. he's laying overhead. The overhead shot when Gary's laying in the pool of vomit is actually it, Trey Parker. And it Parker. is a pool. It's Trey Parker? He's tr- it's it's actually Trey Parker wearing a pair of fake legs. So really? the proportions uh, closely match those of the marionettes. Really? Yeah. yeah. And the vomit, wow. by the way, was a mixture of soup and beer. Soup and beer. Oh, soup so and that beer. was pretty Probably gross. Probably smelled anyway. lovely, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's pretty nasty. <laughs> I really liked how they introduced, you were talking before about some of the, the real things that were put the in the The household objects, yeah. Yeah. I, I think I laughed so hard when they brought in the Panthers. Yes. To, to, you know, to fight a couple of the uh, That's That's the, the greatest. Americas. I'm glad you brought that up. I love that. The little kitty cats. Yeah, the black cats. That was great. <laughs> and I love that's so good because that one character, the the girl that you Sarah, know, Sarah, yes. who supposedly was telepathic. I love how the whole movie, she's just spouting <laughs> off the obvious. Like, I sense you're making him uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. He I just sense I'm going down. Him. Yes. When the, her plane. I, right, yeah. Her plane shot down. I sense <laughs> I'm going down. <laughs> but she actually was able to talk to the cats. Yes. Sheba's, you're not mad at us. Sheba's, that's Turn it. on your captors. Turn your captors. <laughs> Boom. And they through jumped the through glass. the glass. That was great. So good. This movie is genius. It's very funny. It's very well written. The music is fantastic. Right. And above all else, the, the execution of this movie mm-hmm. is 
unbelievably great. I always assume that people who are listening to the podcast are listening because they've seen the movie and maybe yeah. they want to learn something about it or they just want to hear two guys geeking out about it. Right. Whatever yeah. the reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you have never mm-hmm. seen this movie, please, it's do, very funny. Do yourself a favor. I guess you kind of have to have a specific sense of humor, sort of. Well, right? if you like South Park, yeah. then you'll like this. You'll get it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I think you need to get this movie. If you're easily offended, don't watch this movie. Right, right. Yeah, and if you have seen the movie and you haven't seen it in a while, I recommend you definitely revisit it. So any other scenes stand out for you, bud? They're going to sneak Gary in to oh, meet with the terrorists. And they come in on the all the giant planes and the helicopters right. with the big red, white, and blue. They all right. jump out in their jumpsuits with all their guns, right. like 10 feet right. from you know the bar where all the terrorists are meeting. Right, don't like, land okay. somewhere in the distance. <laughs> right. That's what's great about the movie. It's yeah. completely ridiculous. It's Absolutely. completely preposterous. Yeah. yeah. But you know what's funny too is that all the different places that they go to, whether it's Cairo, Paris, whatever, Panama, they talked about this in the extras on the DVD, that they're what America's ideas of these places is. Paris, they got the Eiffel Tower, the Louvre. Right. The Arc Triomphe yeah, is right there. Right. right. Everything's right All in, right all in it, like three A blocks block. of each other. Right. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. But absolutely. it's just funny that they try to um, tap into what Americans think these places are like. Yeah. You know, of yeah. course, there's a mime on the street in Paris. And of course, like, which was a little... Trey Parker. Yes. It's supposed to be, he's supposed <laughs> to look like Trey Parker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the, um, you know, Egypt, of course, has like the little marketplace, like an Aladdin. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's right. completely yes. ridiculous. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, you got to, you got to look at this movie with a certain point of view. I don't think that they're, they're purposely trying to be offensive in the sense mm-hmm. that they're trying to make fun of Egyptians right. or Parisians. I think you just have to have a sense of humor. Listen, there's legitimate racism in this world. I don't want to go on a rant about how social injustice and all that kind of stuff. That's real Mm -hmm. in our society. That is very real. And that definitely needs to stop Mm -hmm. without question. But, uh, you know, it's a movie with marionettes. I mean, you can't take it too seriously. It's ridiculous. The way Mm -hmm. they walk, the way they bump into shit, the way they fight. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is so hilarious. Oh, the fighting was great. Oh, it's amazing. It's like, yeah, when they go hand to hand and they're just like, you know, and the wires are getting getting tangled up. So good. It it was. It was great. So good. But yeah, I I think (sighs) you got to see it again if you haven't seen it in a while. And if you've never seen it, it's definitely worth a look. And I recommend watching it with your mom. (laughs) <laughs> or my mom. <laughs> and if you're not easily offended, the unrated version, that, that sex scene is so over-the-top funny oh my to me. God. Well, Eric, as always, a pleasure doing the podcast with you. Thanks for coming in and recording sure. with me. Absolutely. I, I appreciate it. I dug it. Again. Cool. cool. And thanks to you for listening. We always appreciate any feedback that you want to throw our way, even if it's something uh, that's constructive criticism. We welcome it. You can go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash screenfacts. You can let us know if you have a favorite scene from the movie that we didn't talk about or any other comments. If you prefer to email, the address is screenfacts at yahoo.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Jason Davis Voice. Check on Wednesdays for the latest episode. For details about all the different ways to stream and download the podcast, including past episodes, please go to jasondavisvoice.com slash podcast. Show theme music by audionautics.com. Thanks to our announcer, Kim McKay from kimsvoice.com. Screen Facts with Jason Davis is a production of Jason Davis VoiceOver. Visit jasondavisvoice.com if you need a voice for a commercial, narration, promo, internet video, e-learning or training program, and more. Click on the podcast page to get information about where you can download and listen to past episodes. Listen again next Wednesday for a new episode of Screen Facts with Jason Davis.